welcome to the Mum Style Business Podcast. I'm your host, Annalise Warren, a marketing agency CEO, business strategist, digital marketing mentor, wife, and mama of four little ones. Now here, we combine ambition and motherhood and well-being, and we help you leverage the skills you already have to build a flexible business that gets you both the income and the freedom that you started it to achieve. Stay tuned for conversations with inspirational and successful women in business, as well as practical marketing strategies and tips that you can action right away. So let's get into it. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Sonia Leon, and Sonia supports women to support themselves, to move into and align with their purpose. Over the last 10 years, using various techniques and modalities, including counseling, kinesiology and kinesiology, Sonia has been guiding and supporting clients to let go of the stories and outdated beliefs that they have about themselves that can block or stop them from moving into what they came here to be and fulfill for themselves. Sonia started her own emotional healing journey about 15 to 20 years ago. Sonia was lonely and felt disconnected for many years, but knew she wanted to support others because the corporate role that she was in felt heartless and she really wanted to connect with others on a deeper, more fulfilling level and feel that she was bringing her own purpose to the world, which she wasn't feeling at that time. In a kinesiology session, after speaking about finding her purpose and thinking that she was going to go into teaching, her kinesiologist guided her into retraining in kinesiology itself. After some consideration, Sonia decided that this was where she could make a difference. And so she retrained why her two girls were young and she has never looked back. Sonia, welcome to the show. Uh, Hi, Annalise. So pleased to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. This has been a while in the making and you and I have known each other for a few years now. And so I know the treat that is to befall our listeners today. Thank you. Very gracious. You are so, no, so, so true. Um, you're very, very wise. And I've told you before, you have a very calming presence. And so I'm really excited to uncover that today and really dig into how we can tap into that as as women and as mums um so first of all is anything you would like to say about what I read out your bio in your own words is there anything you would like to say about that um I I think we covered it overall I just um really continued my journey as that started from there it really did just start wanting to find that connectedness with myself and now I'm really taking that and taking that out to my family like this is normal conversation for us at home and um, just take it out into the world that we can just be more accepting of each other just that there's ways that we can allow each other to just be ourselves you know not assume and how it's working so it all just comes into just being aware of ourselves and how we can make a difference in the world and that's where I feel that there's um, so much purpose for each of us to unfold. Yeah. So for those who don't know, what's kinesiology and what's counselling kinesiology? Kinesiology is a modality that um, works with um, tapping into the body, into the subconscious. So the body is always talking to us. 
And through kinesiology, we can tap into the body and into the subconscious mind and understand what's really going on, understand where we're um, holding emotional blocks or ancestral history, trauma, different um, aspects of life that we're feeling really blocked or not in our flow about. And it allows ourselves to tap into that, do corrections and connections and bring our body and our self, body, mind, spirit back into alignment. I did that first, studied kinesiology, but I was always drawn to counselling kinesiology. And counselling kinesiology has a lot more of a talking factor to it. So there's time where we just talk. And for so many people, especially mums, we talk about our children or we talk about work or we talk about all these other things, but we don't really talk about us, how we feel or that it's not just dismissed over, you know, Friday night drinks or so. So to come in and have that really heart-to-heart conversation, to speak, to be able to be heard, to inquire about what's really happening for you and then delve a little bit further is even in itself that talking can really help people hear themselves and uncover what's going on for them. But the second part of counselling kinesiology, which is really empowering as well. It really works on compassion and forgiveness and connection and healing parts of ourselves that may have been hurt when we were much, much younger from situations when we're in a family of times where things were not in our control. We just can't control everything at any stage, but let alone when we're young. So it allows us that space and time in a counselling kinesiology time to just have that compassion to see the situation differently or the people differently and just to bring around a forgiveness and a healing around that space. And then often the stage that we need is we need some tools to go out into the world so that we can set what we've changed in motion. We can practice that. It's like if we just do that in the session and then we walk out, we could likely go back to our old habits. So it's about setting tools in place and walk and knowing that when we go out, if we needed to set an extra boundary, that's what we're clear about what we're doing. So it just has us move through that journey um, and that happens in the one session. And there's so there's lots of things to uncover sometimes for people. There certainly was with me. and um, But I just feel that's really encompassing way and really holistic for um, the sessions and for people to grow and heal and then be clear and come to into connection with what it is that they want to do, their purpose. Yeah, so much we can dig into. So with a lot of the people that you deal with are are women and a lot of them are mums, what are some of the themes that you see with mothers? One of the biggest themes with mothers is actually um, mothers actually having how their relationship is with their mother or how it is with their children and understanding the difficulty that they have from their relationship with their mother and then with their children. So what we have lots of times in life is um, like we have our life journey, but in our DNA and our makeup, we also have all that. We're not just born with all the facial features and different things. We're also, we inherently in, in ourselves, we also get all the history that comes through each female generation as well. 
So we carry that and that can be something that we're often working on of releasing the old feminine or female patterns and so or beliefs or stories so that we can find our own empowerment in ourselves as women and find our balance in life, our alignment to being a mother but also being empowered for having our voice but also being able to be, you know, in silence and grace and still feeling that we're in the space that we want to be in. So it's often about bringing uh, women are often coming, trying to find that balance in life where they feel worthy for who they are, for just being who they are without all the roles that become attached with them. So do you find that that relationship, that a negative relationship with their own mother transfers to their relationship with their kids? It's... I often find in life there's a pendulum as such that swings so that sometimes if um, one mother might not have been able to offer affection very easily, then the next time the mother who wants to um, make sure that their children don't miss out on that can be very attached and connected and so forth. And so it's just finding that how they navigate that through um, that they actually find where their balance is. But it ultimately comes back to when they work with really their own inner child. So our children often are giving us lessons and opportunities to nurture our own inner child. So the times where our child, our inner child might have felt neglected when they were younger, in sessions or in, in life we see experiences that remind us that we need to reconnect with us and nurture that part of us that perhaps felt unloved or unheard or not recognised. And so when we heal that part, then when we heal it within ourselves and we love and nurture that part of ourselves and we shine the light on that part and accept her, then it starts to become very different in the outside world as well. Let's talk more about that because I don't think we've really spoken about that on the podcast before. And I think it's something that not everyone I mean, I certainly hear it more around about more in the last couple of years, but I still don't think it's a concept that's really well known. Can you explain about the inner child? So as we journey through life, things happen for us. And um, so say there's an experience that happens for us in life and we feel really impacted by that in some way emotionally. What that can do for us is basically stunt us in an, in emotionally from growing from that beyond in that experience might be one way of expressing it. So through life, if we get, um, we'll call it um, emotionally caught at that time, it's not the word I'm looking for, but I'll use that for now. Um, then in life, we tend to, if that same experience happens because we got um, blocked at that stage emotionally, we tend to come back to that type of behaviour each time that similar sort of event happens. So we don't grow from that stage in that particular element. So we may in other areas, but not so much in what that might, one. Sorry to interrupt you. What might an example be of something that happens? So if we've got an example of, um, say, for... Say for myself, when I was really little, 
my sister was very good at talking and I wasn't much of a talker. So she explained things very well. She went with things. So for me, I just didn't talk. But then when she moved away and she went to school and things like that, and suddenly I had to speak, I had to bring that all together. And because I hadn't done that in the earlier years and she always was really clear about things, that was something that became rather challenging for me in that stage. And I often just either didn't speak or hardly spoke or it took a long time for me to become really clear and comfortable with speaking, not until I got comfortable with people. So even then when I got much older and we'd go out to parties and things like that, if there was a huge group of people, I would go and find a comfortable spot in the corner there or with just a few people that I knew because I was like, I don't want to have to be in the speaking spotlight. So it was something that hadn't developed for me when I was uncomfortable, I just couldn't bring that together. So now for me, I'm still aware of that, but I need to go out and just, and I'm safe now. I know that I'm safe. Whether I stand in the middle of the room or in the corner, I'm safe. But I've had to work on being able to bring my voice through, being okay with who I am, being okay with whatever people think I'm okay and so through that journey for myself, when I was working through that area for myself, I had to reconnect with that part of me, that little girl who when her sister left and she went off to school and I didn't have a voice, myself as my older, wiser self became the person who now was as such my own mother. And I cared for myself, talked to myself, encouraged myself, nurtured myself, emotionally developed myself and created safety for my younger self so that I could allow that emotional block to release and go. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good example. Yeah. And so it just still something that you practice with, but always at the end when we talk with our inner child sometimes they're different parts of your body because as I said at the beginning your body's always um, holding the memories so you can find sometimes when we work with people there's different pains and things and they're different experiences that we've trapped in at that stage I've got locked in but by the time we have a beautiful chat with our inner child, connect, we always find heart space for them. They come back to our heart. Do you think that a lot of the anguish, for want of a better term, in adulthood comes back to that inner child or something that we've experienced as a child? Our first seven years is really the seven years of formatting in life. So the first seven years that we have uh, experiences, then that is the foundation for so many things that we repeat over and over and over again until we actually um, either understand that or heal that or um, are able to bring that into our present to be aware and still love and accept ourselves, even though we might still have that part of ourselves that we're still healing or working with or learning to understand. And is that part of the work that you do in your rooms, like in with your clients, is discovering what that actually is? That's a big part of the work I do because when uh, in that, especially in the first part where we're talking, 
I'll often ask people, what is it the thing that's going on for you at the moment? And they'll tell me. And then from that, I'll say to them, so tell me a bit about your mum and dad and or tell me about your brothers and sisters. Or, and from that, there's virtually a pattern of the same type of energy people that are in their life to give them those um, experiences so that they can understand or work through those life lessons that we have. And so those similar types of people keep showing up and they really can impact on us until we actually understand what is going on and why are they showing up that way. And then we, when we respond differently to them, so when we heal ourselves and when we respond differently, so the energy is allowed to flow, we're no longer blocked by that type of energy or behaviour that the person presents, then the same type of person could come into our life but we're no longer impacted the same. And so that really is a big part of the work that we do in that healing. And it is, we really do have to do the work. And that's a lot of time why we're looking in life, we're always keeping busy. So we don't have to actually face that or think about that or deal with that or um, because it, there can be uncomfortableness around actually reconnecting with ourselves yeah and talk to me about forgiveness and the role that that plays in this forgiveness I love forgiveness it's one of the most beautiful and compassionate things that we can ever do and often we talk about forgiveness as though it's something that we do outside of ourselves but a lot of the time or well, all of the time, really, the forgiveness really starts within. To say something awful has happened to us in life, then often we feel like we can't forgive because we don't want that other person to get away with it or that that would lose our power about it. If we forgive ourselves, we can forgive ourselves that perhaps we weren't able to support ourselves at that time or um, that for whatever, for feeling unsafe or for perhaps not feeling that we were able to trust ourselves. And when we forgive ourselves, we allow that love, that compassion, that centeredness to come back to ourselves. And when we forgive, there's compassion that comes in. We're able to see situations completely different. And when we see situations different, they become different. So it's very healing when we forgive because it's coming from a very nurturing, very kind for ourself place. And then that way when other people do things that would previously annoy us or so we can look at that even in that way and think, well, they must be having a really hard day or if they, you know, that and just forgive them. They're just not coping. So rather than getting really worked up about it, we could look at them in a different way and say, you know, that they must be really struggling. I, I can see that. And it just allows the whole, rather than getting really worked up about something, just flicking how we look at the situation, seeing the compassion for the other person and just go, you know, I hope they have a bit of time to sort that out for themselves. <laughs> That's so not um, the natural tendency yes it's so true it's it's really not where 
it's, it's really not where we go naturally. I feel like that's going to be a very trained mechanism. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's something that most of us is not going to come naturally that we have to work at. That's true. And I think the step between here and there is is the um, letting go of assuming is one of the biggest things that I find when I start to get worked up about something or if I put an opinion on somebody or something like that, then I'm often assuming that that person's going to do something because that's my life experience or what would work best for me. If they would just do that, then that would make it work for me. That'd be really great. And then when they don't, I'm like, well, I assumed that you were going to have this and that ready by the time I got home. And so I might be getting all worked up, but the other person had no idea I was assuming that. And so we drop assumptions and we ask a lot more questions, like we become a lot more inquiring and a lot more curious and a lot more engaging and actually communicating. Then by allowing that assumption and expectation to go of other people, then it also opens up that awareness to see, oh, they really had a hard day. Well, you know, I can't be upset at them for not making X, Y and Z happen at the end of the day because their day has been as hectic as mine. So where do we go through from here? How can we cultivate that? How can we cultivate that compassion and that empathy? It really, um, I just, one of the biggest things I think is that we are so quick and trained to judge or um, if it's happening outside of us, then, you know, we don't have to take responsibility for it. But if we were to think, oh, how could I take some responsibility in this situation, even for how my response is going to be rather than how am I going to react to this? Even if we took a breath and thought, you know, how, how do I want this to work out rather than just like I'm not going to own it? we took some responsibility in it then there can be then we can do something about it and when we start engaging people can become engaged as well and often it, like even if we approach it from looking at the other person's perspective you know I see that's been really hard for you what is it that you really need at this moment mm. you know even just that they come back to you're actually listening to them. You're just inquired. You just ask the question rather than why haven't you done that? I've come home. It's been really hectic and you've done hmm. nothing. It's just a completely, it's, it's actually coming to the same place but completely different perspective. I feel like so the why, yeah, sorry. I, I feel like the why question it's not a question. It's like a poking the bear. <laughs> <laughs> like, why shouldn't be like, do you know what I mean? When you're like, why didn't you do that? Or why? Yeah. It's like people go on the defensive, like, yeah. or, or automatically. So I think like framing the question in a different way. <laughs> yeah. How, you know, how can I help? What's happening? You know, what do you need? Yeah. You have to really care about the other person to do that. I think because so many of us are inherently, I mean, from birth, we're inherently selfish, right? And so I think to put ourselves 
outside of that and see it from the other person's perspective, again, is not kind of the natural tendency, but definitely is going to result in better relationships. Yeah, it's it's being aware. It's being aware of where you are presently. So what is it that you want out of the, you know, it's not manipulation by any means, but being present when you're doing something, so not half an hour in front of yourself, that sort of thing. But if you're present and you're aware and you're communicating with that person or even with yourself, you know, what is it that I want to have come out of this situation? And you work towards that, but collaboratively. The other person really wants to make it work as well, but they're just coming from all their baggage and their experience and everything like that that they're bringing along as well. So you're not just talking to them here today. You're speaking to them about this situation and all the times that they've had that experience before is all coming with them. So they're often they're just going to keep people keep reacting the same way until there's an opportunity to respond differently or to think differently or to inquire differently. And sometimes that takes boundaries to come in that you don't accept what's going on. And sometimes it just takes adaption and time and, yeah, inquiring. Yeah, and wanting to move forward in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. So your business is called Inner Purpose. Tell me, tell me about that. So when I first started my business, I kept hearing the word purpose, purpose come up for my name. I've had a couple of other ideas before, but the word purpose just meant so much for me for it to be involved in. And event, finally it came to inner purpose because everything that we do really starts from within. It starts from our soul journey that we have to and that's what we're here for we're having a, um, a soul experience in a human body so we're here physically so we can actually get everything going but it's what purpose are we bringing to this lifetime and it comes from within and I really feel that connects um, with the work that I um, am so passionate to bring to the world because even though we're here now, it's so important for us to connect with what is it that we want to make a difference for? What is it that when um, we look at our life, we feel the passion, we feel the, that we're alive, that we really believe in our body and we feel in our body what it is that we're actually living into, not that it's just the same thing over and over and the roles that we're playing, but what is it that we're gifting? to the world what is our purpose that we're gifting to the world and how are we being of service to each other so that we're actually honoring each other as in throughout our life journey do you so find that's why it was important for me yeah 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 no that's beautiful and i i agree um i i totally agree that we're i believe we're here for a reason with a purpose and um yeah, so I think it's beautiful. When you are working with mums, do you find that that gets muddled or gets lost or gets put on the back burner? Like how do you feel like that dynamic plays out for women in that like 
heavy mothering, you know, <laughs> young children kind of phase? It really is about doing small little things often to keep your keep themselves coming back to centre, to being able to um, have less expectation in the sense of, like sometimes we just want our children to do something so that it all fits in. But everything tends to have a way to flow when in a, if you understand what I mean, if we actually just let go. So obviously we've still got to um, parent our children and look after them. But when we're more in our flow, everybody else just seems to be able to feel that and flow as well. So um, I find little things often for mums can be when we need to just actually take that five-minute meditation. Just even do 10 deep breaths can be our starting point. We could have our vision, we call it a vision board or it could be a pattern interrupter, like the word um, pattern interrupter is a good one, where we have messages on our phones. So rather than a picture of our children or maybe with the children, a message that reminds us of what's important to us, what connects with our heart, so that we're always coming back to our centre, ourself, our heart, and that we can see that life is busy, life is hectic, life can be messy, but we can still be aligned in it. So it's sometimes it's almost like we could feel like a hurricane's going on it, but we're in the eye of it. So we're still centred. We can see everything that's going on around us. We don't have to go into the chaos all the time. And mm -hmm. whatever, whichever little um, techniques work for you, could be um, one of my favourites is tapping, to do a little tapping meditation. Just remind yourself that you love and accept yourself, even though all this, you know, even though I didn't get half the tasks done that I wanted to today. And when you hear those old patterns that come into your head, which I hear them, those old patterns about how much you're supposed to do every day as a, as a mum, as a female, is to remind myself that I'm not, worthy for what I do I'm worthy for who I am and if that's not okay for somebody else then that's their that's their issue it's not actually mine yeah it's so true I mean at the moment life for me is as we was explaining before the call <laughs> it's like it's like the busiest most like non-sustainable kind of you know jumble of of things with lockdowns and building the house and staff changes yeah. and business growth like it's 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 a, a lot. lot it's a lot yeah. and there's been moments in this last week when I've been really stressed out about something going wrong or like you know trying to get on to people and not at my best and so the kids will be you know just being kids in the car or something and I'm like stop it you can't talk to me right now mommy's really stressed out like <laughs> like I'm sorry <laughs> I can't deal with that or like you just have to just not talk to me about that for a minute like just let me think and honestly on those days like as soon as it's kind of out of my mouth and I'm not like it's in check but still it's like if I had taken 20 minutes for myself in the morning, then I wouldn't have got myself to that frazzled kind of state where I couldn't actually listen to my five-year-old who wanted to tell me, you know, like the 14th joke of the day. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like. <laughs> That's it. But we're human as and well, so, you know. It's okay. Course. Be kind to yourself. Totally. 
But what I mean is I can totally see how now at this point by by taking that like, you know, quote, unquote, selfish time is actually going to be beneficial for them. And because they're not going to get frazzled mum, they're going to get mum who can actually have the time for them. And so this, this part, when I think, you know, you're saying those small steps, I think it's so, it's so important and we can't, we can't miss it because it's actually not us missing out. It actually is the people around us that are you know, getting the short end of the stick because we're like <laughs> flying off the handle that there's no butter or whatever. Like <laughs> that didn't actually happen. It's just an example. <laughs> we are out of butter, which is why I thought of it, but not like I'm not I'm not throwing a tanty over it. Um yet, yet. <laughs> so, it may happen. It may happen. <laughs> There was a tanty in the house over groceries this week. I did online shopping for the first time and Woolworths gave us red apples instead of green apples. It was, uh, it wasn't me cracking it, but it was like, (laughs) it was not good. My, to my, I was like, I'm never ordering apples on online shopping again. Like it was hurt. It was funny. um anyway so yes so I'm really glad that you talked about those small things that we can do whether it's the 10 breaths like it doesn't have to be even 20 minutes alone I think like two minutes of you know shut the door have some time regroup is so effective but we think it has to be this massive thing which for a lot of us now especially in lockdown it's impossible like I've been hanging out to go to the float tank thing and you know that means getting away for like two hours it's not you can't like it's it's too hard right now (laughs) it's either closed or it's whatever so (laughs) while I can't go and escape for two hours I can escape for two minutes and actually the effects won't be that much different so um yeah, I, th- I appreciate you commenting on that. Yeah. So when then we're talking about um, coming back to that, when you, where is it that you find that, I don't know how to phrase this question in the right way, when as women, when we, often we make our kids our world and we make like that's our, you know, they're our purpose and then we kind of forget that we, our job as a mother or as a parent is to do ourselves out of a job and make them like self-sufficient. And then I find that I see people getting quite stuck there in relation to their purpose because they've put all of their, they've poured themselves into their kids. And then all of a sudden the kids are at school and they've got five days to themselves again. And, you know, there's a bit of a gap there. What would you say to that woman or any woman who's kind of starting to look inwards again and starting to take more time for herself and thinking about what she's here on the planet to do outside of being a mother, but what she's here to do for herself and and wider than her family? I think that the key for that one is really to do to do and be in a space where you enjoy. So you create your, to go in nature and just listen to yourself. 
we've stopped listening to ourselves so much, even the point before, you know, sometimes you just need to ask yourself, what is it that I, I need to do right now? So our question now would be, what is it that fills my heart? You know, what is it that I want to bring to the world? And the voice inside of your head, there's one that goes on and on and repeats itself, but then there's another voice that's a bit calmer and clearer as well. And it can sometimes be a bit softer, but it will guide you, will continually guide you. If you keep asking and listening and responding, it will be there with you all the time. If you can't hear it, put your hand on your heart so it signifies to your body, I want to listen to my heart space. I want to listen to what's really authentic to me. What is it that I want to bring to the world? What brings me joy? What's the first step I need to do to take that, to get there, to make that progress happen? And even if it's small things, which we start out small while we work out, you know, put our toe in the water, and try that. And with that, it also, when our children see us doing and being who we want to be, they actually start to make space for that. Initially, they may not, but they start to make space and they start to see, oh, this is what you do. It's like the best gift you could give your children to show them this is what an empowered woman looks like. This is who you either want to be or be married to or to be friends with. You know, this is a lady who has got uh, passion, purpose, is living her life. And, you know, she's not just keeping everyone else going, but she is fulfilled herself. And that's really inspiring. And I find people tend to support that on so many different levels, even your children. So it makes space for you to create more and more and more and just if you're not sure, try different things. I like it, but that's not me. I would do that as a hobby, but that's, you know, until you just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Connect with people, ask questions, but always listening into yourself and then making that next step because when you take a step out and do something, you often find when you really believe it and you feel it or you make that step, Something in the universe also supports you in that. And that's a good thing to look out for as well. Yeah, I love that comment that you made about being a good example to your children because it's so true. I think we don't want how we treat ourselves is not necessarily how we treat our children or how we speak to ourselves isn't be how that we speak to our children. And I know, yeah. I know for me, uh, my kids ask me all the time, what do you want me to be when I grow up? I'm like, I want you to do whatever you want to do, like whatever, yeah. you be what you want to be. It's not about what I want. And I think that coming back to that, if I, you know, fast forward 30 years or something, if my kids weren't 30, if my daughter's eight, it'd be like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older than I think. Anyway, could be 30 as well. But, but if they're living less than their full potential, that would that would pain me. Do you know what I mean? I want to see them living up to their potential. And I think that, yes, we put that reflection on others, but maybe we don't necessarily put that on ourselves. And if we look back and think, um, you know, am I living up my, my purpose and am I... Is, is this the life that I would want for my for my daughter or my son or my, you know, whatever? And I think that maybe looks at it in a bit of a different way when 
we don't elevate ourselves to that level if we just like oh it's just for me and we're elevating everybody else um it's such a key to be fulfilled in life when you're fulfilled then you know whatever it is that you're doing doing is second to being so when you're fulfilled you're in your beingness you're being yourself and then you go out into the world and do what you do through your being but if we're striving to acquire x or you know make so much money or something like that there's no joy or fulfillment so there's a disconnect there Mm. and so it doesn't bring that to you because there's a disconnect with what you're doing but it's like people say you know when they're actually just really fulfilled in something there's everything just seemed to be so easy because they're in their flow and that's that's your aim to ask yourself you know my my flow how do i need to come back into alignment what is it that I need to do and then be that yeah and if the children see that that's they can be their best version of themselves as well yeah coming back to that authentic authentic self yeah rather than striving that's so good thank you so much Sonia thank you I really enjoyed our chat Annalise thank you it was so good now I know, tell people where they can find you. Um, I know you have a gift for everyone. Would you like to tell us about that and where where we can find you? So I have um, a mini ebook, and it's um, called My Three Top Tips for Transformation. So they're things that we can do, you know, on the go or not. Um, and you can find that at my website, innerpurpose.com.au. I'm also on Instagram at innerpurpose underscore and Facebook at innerpurpose.awakeninnerhappiness. Yay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Follow um, Sonia on Instagram. She's got some really great content. It's always a really good stop to my to my day when something from Sonia comes up, I know it's going to be very thoughtful and it's going to, you know, make me think. So definitely check out that content it is um it's it's really valuable it's a really really awesome content so make sure that you check that out and thank you again Sonia I really appreciate you coming and digging in deep here and sharing some of your wisdom with us and talking about ways that we can continue to um live our lives authentically and and move towards our purpose and and heal anything that's that's holding us back because i know that we covered so many broad you know we covered quite a broad range of things that i'm sure that people can relate with multiple areas and you gave some really great practical tips for for all of those so thank you so much and if anyone would like to reach out i know sonia you do do um over the phone like you know zoom consultations as well don't you that's exactly right yeah perfect wonderful connect with sonia thank you very much everyone and i will see you again next week thanks so much for tuning in to the mum style business podcast two things you should know first come and join the party i'm live with free marketing training inside the social marketing method facebook group every single week This is where you can ask questions and get the answers that you need to simplify your strategy and amplify your income. Go to AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash group and join and network there with incredible women, an incredible community of like-minded business owners. Now, second, if you have got any value from this episode, please 
please, please, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and share it out on your socials. Your support helps us to reach more women in business and inspire them to increase our impact in the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will see you next week.